So our special guest today is Brandon Willis. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I hear congratulations is in order because you are now um, Psychotoxins editor, is that correct? Yes. Um, as of yesterday, on the 25th, I am now the editor for the young adult section that we just started. That's brilliant. Congratulations. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in writing? Well, my mom told me that ever since I was able to talk, that I was telling her stories. <laughs> so, uh, and that just transitioned over when I started being able to write around kindergarten. I remember having like that, those big wide sheets of paper with the big wide rule on it for like little kids to learn how to write. And I remember yeah. like jotting down stories instead of writing down the sentences they want us to, wanted us to do. <laughs> <laughs> so what drew you to the horror genre? Um, I think probably because when I was a kid, that was like one of the forbidden genres of movies and TV. So like it felt like a little, you know, risque to uh, yeah. read horror and watch horror movies and stuff and uh when i was an adult that that was all i wanted to do was just watch horror movies read horror books and uh eventually i read stephen king's on writing and he in one part of the book he said something like if you don't like what you're reading then try writing it yourself so i was like hmm so i just started writing stories and i wanted to write stories that i would like to read which is one of the tips yeah. that he also put in that book is, you know, just read, write what you love and write what you know. Yeah. So what was the first horror story that you wrote? Oh, Lord. I think it was. So there's a, an old urban legend that comes around the U.S. and I think parts of the U.K. too about seeing a white dog as an omen of death. And. Mm -hmm. I read something on, I probably read it, honestly, something about that. And that was what inspired the idea. So I wrote a story about a little uh, Scottish terrier that this person kept seeing. And every time they saw them, somebody in their family died. Yeah. How did that go down? That was um, not the best story. <laughs> but <laughs> the people that I showed, they were like, oh, that's pretty good. You should keep writing. And uh, I can't find it anymore because I was going to put it in my first collection. I was going to rewrite it and make it sound better, but I couldn't find it. So I guess it's just lost to the oblivion now. <laughs> oh, bless. That's a shame. So walk us through your process for developing a story. Where'd you get your ideas from? They can come from anywhere. They can just like, sometimes I'll be in the shower and I'll be thinking of like, something like a family member might be going through or a friend or something an idea might come from that or it could be from an article that i've read it could be from some event happening um like i would one of the most recent ones was a story that i wrote called i knew a kid who ate worms and uh, that was that idea came from me telling someone a story about a kid that i knew back in kindergarten who uh I remember seeing him eat worms on a regular basis on the playground and everybody like made fun of him and talked about how gross it was. And I was like, what if someone took this a step further and like kept doing it 
for much further and eventually they would use that as like a torture method so that was where that story came from <laughs> Uh huh. Um, my, my sister did that. I didn't do that, but I remember she was like two years old, maybe. I remember we were playing outside, and she shoved a worm in her mouth. And I went running to my parents. I was like, "She's eating worms. She's eating worms." <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you create compelling characters for your horror stories? I try to relate them to people that I actually have know or have met or maybe um, bad people from stories or real life events like serial killers or something. I watch a lot of true crime and some of the shows they go really deep into their psyche about why they do things and like their childhood and the things that led up to them becoming horrible people like that. And sometimes those types of shows actually inspire the villains in, in my stories yeah so you think to have a good oh sorry go ahead no sorry i interrupted i do apologize oh you're okay um i was gonna say that i think a good villain should also have a good backstory so that's where that comes yeah so are you a pantser or a plotter (laughs) what is it are you a plant are you a plotter or a pantser that is a good question I think it just depends. Um, like what instance? Do you plot your stories or do you sort of like start from the first sentence and just carry oh, on going with that? Sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's just like I'll get an idea for a title, like a phrase will pop into my head. I'll take that and write the whole story just around that, the title that comes into my head. Um Sometimes, though, I will do a whole outline, like with the novel that I've been working on. I have a pretty lengthy outline that I end up changing on a pretty frequent basis. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I also have a novel that I'm working on that I don't have an outline for that I'm kind of just going with the flow. So it just really depends. <laughs> <laughs> depends on your mood for that day, yeah? Yeah, how my brain's working. <laughs> So, are any of the characters or plots inspired by your own experience or fears? Yes. Um, just about just about every story that I write has at least a little bit of something from my psyche in there. Um, like, I have a fear of dolls. Going back to when I was a little kid, like, especially porcelain dolls, those things freak me yeah. out. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's because my grandma used to collect weird little dolls. There were these dolls in America that were popular back in the 80s and 90s. They were like child size. They were like three or four feet tall. And they would dress them like little kids. And they would put them in the corner of the room. It would look like they're playing peekaboo. I don't remember what the name of the dolls were, but they were so creepy. And she had a little boy <laughs> that was in the far end of her um for i guess you would call it a den in her house but uh it would just sit there and it was right behind her tv so like as i was watching tv my eye would wander over there and see that little doll and it would just be like i hope that thing doesn't move (laughs) (laughs) yeah those are creepy yeah i agree 
So what's the hardest part about writing in the horror genre? Probably originality because there are so many tropes that are just done over and over again. It's hard to come up with something that you think is new and original, something that will attract people. You could always go for like a good, you know, haunted house book or a demon possession book or um, a serial killer book. But I feel like if you're going to do that, you have to add a little bit of your own flavor to it to attract people. Yeah. Um, like with haunted house, like maybe you could twist that into being it's not actually a ghost. They're seeing themselves from the past or the future. You know, make a twist like that instead of just being the, the classic trope of, oh, there's someone was murdered in the house and now they're haunting it. That yeah. stuff just bores me. So, you know, like Stephen King said, write what you like and what you want to read. So that's what I try really hard to do. There's a lot of stories that I have just started and just left them on the back burner because I don't feel like they're original enough. They're just too tropey or I just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> they sit there forever. <laughs> so what's been the most difficult story or scene that you've ever had to write? Um, usually it happens around like the midpoint of the book or story. Either way, it's like when everything is coming together. I feel like that's one of the most difficult parts of a story because you have to weave the story right at that point or else you're going to have a lot of people just you know putting the book away and not wanting to read it anymore because it's just boring or predictable or it's just not well written because of the way that things are brought together because it's it's important especially when you're writing a novel when you have multiple storylines coming together that they all come together at the right place otherwise it's just not going to be a good book <laughs> yeah very sorry so which is your most popular book and why do you think it's been so popular um well i'm, I'm on my second book so my first book technically is the most popular because i've sold the most of those so far and uh i think it's mostly just because it's a pretty comprehensive anthology well, not an anthology but a collection of my short stories it spans everything that i wrote from 2013 until February. Yeah, February of this year. So it's about 10 years worth of short stories. It's mm -hmm. not all of them. I left a lot out, but it's 40 altogether. And it's, it's a pretty long book. It's over 400 pages, but it covers a lot. It's not just horror, but it's also sci-fi. And there's yeah. some in there that are just general fiction that I liked that I stuck in there. So have you had any memorable feedback on this one? I was actually surprised at all the positive feedback on it because I'm so <laughs> critical on myself. I was expecting a lot of yeah. uh, negativity and a lot of one stars, but so far the worst one I've had is a four star. <laughs> so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good thing. But I suppose we are very critical of ourselves and what we write. We seem to criticize it more than what the general reader does. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So have you got any exciting projects that you're currently working on? I know you said you're working on one book. Have you got anything else in the pipeline? 
Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm working on a novel and a novella right now at the same time. Um, I can tell you a little bit about the two. Um, the novel is I wanted to do a tribute to all of the what what they're called kids on bike stories from the 80s and 90s of like a group of kids riding on bicycles and solving some mystery in their town. Um, like, um, remember the movie Stand By Me? Yeah. Yeah, like that, like it, you know, like those types of movies and books. So I wanted to attribute to those. Um, that's That book is going to be about kids um, finding out that a horrible tragedy in their hometown turns out to be something that they never expected. So yeah. that's been fun to write so far. It's also been difficult because i'm at the point in the book i'm like near the middle part so <laughs> that's been the toughest part to write so far of that one um the novella is actually an idea that i had uh, because i'm from west virginia and you know the most famous cryptid here is mothman so i wanted to do a mothman story but i want to try to keep it as accurate to the original sightings of Mothman as possible. So I've been reading a lot of firsthand accounts and researching. I actually don't live very far away from where that actually happened at. It's like 30 minutes away from me. Yeah. So I can drive up there and look at the museum and stuff that they have if I need to. That's been fun. Um, It's about a kid who suddenly starts seeing Mothman and Mothman starts warning him about a horrible event that's going to happen in his life. And eventually does happen, but I don't want to give away the rest of the plot. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) So if you were to give some advice to someone who was wanting to write for the horror genre, what advice would you give them? Uh, Well, best advice that probably everyone else says is read a lot of horror and read a lot of different genres. Don't just read, you know, what you're used to go outside of your, your, comfort zone and read other books like um if you just like general horror like haunted houses and um creature horror we'll start reading like read some splatterpunk maybe you'll like that or some extreme horror um read some you know possession stories uh read some paranormal stories some supernatural cryptid stories you know just try to try to read as much as you can that way you can absorb everything and that way you also get a good idea of what you don't like that way you can avoid accidentally writing that or yeah. at least you know for certain that you don't like that <laughs> yeah that's right so lastly where can listeners find your books brandon um the first one is on amazon and barnes and noble and you can go there and get those worldwide uh, the second mm-hmm. one, my second collection that just came out, it's called An Inspiration for Your Nightmares. That one just came out two days ago on the 24th of October. You can Right now, that one's just available on Amazon, but you can get it for Kindle or for in paperback form. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you here. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I just want to add, don't forget to check out Psychotoxin books and keep an eye out for the new young adult books that are coming out because 
There's going to be quite a bit of those in the future, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and where where can you find the psychotoxin books? Um, you can either go to psychotoxin.com or go on Amazon. We have a whole store on there. That's fantastic. Well, thank you once again, Brandon. It's been lovely.